Welcome to the Central Florida Buzz with Mike Cara, the podcast for Central Floridians who want to be in the know on what's happening in Orange, Lake, Osceola, and Seminole counties. Sponsored by the Central Florida Home Brewers, the premier craft and homebrew club. Learn to brew beer, kombucha, mead, or make wine. Visit www.cfhb.org. Now, here's your host, Mike Cara. Well, welcome back to our next uh, edition of the Mike Cara Radio Show, the Central Florida Buzz, as today we are here at uh, the Sanford Music Festival in beautiful Sanford, Florida. With me today is a great singer, songwriter, musician, performer, John Mark Hurt. And John, uh, is a pleasure and honor that you could uh, join me today. And tell us, our audience, a little bit about yourself and where do you think your love and passion for music comes from? Uh, all right. Well, my name is John Mark Hurd, as you said, and uh, I lived in Atlanta for about 15 years, and I've been down here in Florida for about two. Uh been playing music my whole life, uh, writing songs and playing in bands. And uh, for sure, my uh, my influence and my passion for music has come from some of the great storyteller musicians, uh, you know, people as diverse as Johnny Cash or Kurt Cobain, uh, you know, whether it's, you know, country whether it's rock and roll whether it's alternative rock i really love the people that tell you a story that has something to do about just normal american life you know uh even like people like neil young you know great storyteller and that's been my biggest influence i'd say yeah so we mentioned uh yeah, that you write uh, a lot of songs is there any certain inspiration you have or what what motivates you to write I think seeing things uh, happen in life motivate you. You know, um, I've never sat down and said, you know what, I think I'd like to write a song about X, Y, and Z. Usually it's throughout the day or in a time of your life, there's things that happen and make you go, you know, I, I need to put that down in words. A poet would write, a, you know, some poetry about it. An author would write a book about it. A musician's going to write a song about it, you know, and that's been the things that I've written about, things I've seen in my life that affect me or my family directly or friends see what they've gone through uh, or just sometimes you hear things in the news that go, wow, I, you know, that's, that's a, a hell of a story. I'd really like to put something down about that, put some music to it. It kind of adds a little bit of uh, passion to the, uh, to the story, I think. So for you, uh, you know, I know it varies from song to song, but do the words come first, the lyrics, or do you do it all together when you write? That's a, that's an excellent question. And like every, you know, musician, I think has their own way they do that. Um, for me, it's amazing. It's, I can't sit down and just go, all right, let's write a song today. Let's pick a theme. Let's pick, you know, some lyrics. Let's pick a melody. I've never done that. When an inspiration hits me, when a story I want to tell hits me or an emotion hits me, I'll sit down. And the first thing that'll come is a bit of a melody. You know, I'll kind of, I'll feel what the melody is based on what I'm thinking. And it's almost like the words come through you just immediately. It's not difficult to write lyrics. Uh, there's been times where I've, you know, wanted to write a song where I had a good melody and I had to think about writing lyrics and I would just put it down because I'd say, I I'm not going to make something up. I'll wait till it comes to me. So I would say the best songs I've written are ones that I sat came up with a little melody but then just started singing along to the melody and the words just kind of pour out it's 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 amazing like there's one song that uh, a buddy of mine uh his father had passed away and you know we talked about it and his funeral was in two days and 
you know, he's really upset about it. He's a good old country boy, and family means everything to them. And I just said, you know, I, I wish I could write him a song. And I sat down, and the melody and the words just, it was almost like I was just taking dictation and putting it down. And later that day, I came over to his house with a, you know, I mixed down a copy of it, and he couldn't believe that, you know, I put a song together and performed it that quickly. But it comes like that sometimes, you know, it really does. So uh, you you try to be inspired. I mean, do you write? Uh, you ever get like you're you're just you're driving down the street, park safely, pull over the car, and write lyrics? Is that how it gets, sir? Uh, I have I haven't actually written it. What I'll do is obviously with technology now, I might think of you know a rhythm or or a melody and some words that I'm like, wow, that's that's good. I'd like to yeah. I'd like to use that. And I'll just pull out the phone and oh, hit record and, yeah. and put it on a rec, you know, and then go home later and listen to it again, you know, and, and I'll make little notes to myself of, you know, what I was thinking about or where I thought it might go from there. So yeah, and absolutely. It does, it does hit you like that sometimes. So for you, John, how much does a song change? Let's say from when you get the initial idea and then actually when you record it, does it go through a lot of metamorphosis changes or not really? Actually, you know, I think that. There are musicians and writers that will actually be more methodical about how they put a song together and they'll get people involved and they'll make big changes to it to get it the best it can. For me, it seems most of the songs I've written, the initial melody and words are very close. I might sing it a little bit differently at the end after I've played through it a few times to get the right emotion. But overall, I haven't, I haven't done like a, a full 180 on it. Uh, when we've recorded it, you know, solo there that's one part of it but then when i do it with my full band then you know i have other guys adding to it and they haven't changed it but it definitely adds to it and it's things that i might not have considered i never tell my my lead guitar player or my bass player well here's what i want you to do i let them listen to it and they add what they feel is right for the song and they've never let me down i've never said wow man that's great but i don't want it in the song i've always been like man that's perfect so I've been lucky in that respect. So for you, don't necessarily, you know, listen to a song or writing a song. Oh, the bass should go this way. The drums should go that way. You leave it up to your individual band. Then. Right. I think I could probably count on one hand the times I said, you know what? I need a little bit of a different fill there on the drums. Or, you know, can we do a little something different on the guitar tone? It hasn't happened very much. I mean, the guys I play with kind of, they get it. You know, we kind of look at things the same way. Oh, so uh, as far as uh, inspirations, I mean, is there certain artists or certain genres that get you excited to write? Or, Yeah, absolutely. If, if I had to say what inspires me to write, it would be Neil Young, Johnny Cash, um, Eddie Vedder, Kurt Cobain, um, uh, Waylon Jennings, uh, people like that. You know, when I listen to their music, that's. There's so many stories in what they've, what they're talking about. There's a lot of times there's pain. Uh, a lot of times there's, you know, social commentary and, you know, listening to stuff like that gets me motivated to play. Now, there's a lot of bands that I love listening to. Like I love Rush, one of my favorite bands. It is, I've never listened to Rush and been like, okay, now I'm going to sit down and write a song because what I write and play is a hundred times different than what they do, even though I love their music. Same with reggae. I'll listen to Peter Tosh all day, but. I'm not going to try to write a reggae song because that's not what I am. And speaking about, uh, you know, what you 
our John. You know, we don't want to pigeonhole you into any particular genre. But if somebody, of course, asks, hey, John, what kind of music do you play? What do you usually say? I've got a really good answer for that. Uh, about, I guess, in the last five or ten years, a term became more prominent, Americana. Yeah. You know? And so I said, you know, I love that term, and that's what I'm going to say, because there's a little bit of country to what I play. There's a little bit of classic rock. There's a little bit of alternative. And, you know, when it all boils down, it's all Americana or roots music. You know, it's what has come out of America. It's not influenced by English music. It's not influenced by reggae or anything like or heavy metal. It's, you know, influenced by those American storytellers. Uh, Tom Petty is a huge influence for me. I kind of forgot to mention him before, but, you know, even though he's got some pop elements to him, maybe more than a Neil Young, um, but it's all stories, you know, it's all about life. And I f figure he's one of the best Americana artists I could think of. And if that really is a genre. <laughs> and for you, John, do you write yourself a lot of story songs, songs that tell stories? Absolutely. I, every one of the songs I've done does have a, a story to it, whether it's one that I saw on the news, whether it's one that's from my existence. Um, none of it's really just made up. You know, it comes from someplace. I think that means something to me. So, I mean, are you inspired by maybe like hometowns or plants or, or trees or, or even ideas or nature or any of that? I think uh, more more than that would be um, the everyday struggles I see people okay. going through. Yeah, I, I have a buddy of mine, uh, Joe Cat, who's a great singer-songwriter, and he, he calls his music... Um, uh, gritty, uh, blue collar music, you know, and I kind of, I like that term because it is, it's about, you know, that this, the struggle that just regular people go through the ups and the downs. And, you know, sometimes I'll write a song that's, you know, happy about, Hey, you know, life's pretty good right now. And sometimes I'll write a song about a struggle that, you know, I've gone through or, you know, friends of mine have gone through or family has. So the songs are very personal to you. Do you feel like sometimes the songs could be almost a form of therapy that, you know, you take these situations and you, you work them out through song? Absolutely. Uh, th there have been times that, you know, I've gone through something or someone close to me has, and, you know, it's kind of hard to come to terms with. And when you kind of lay it out in a song, that does help, you know, the, you know, it's cathartic to, you know, put the music together, but then to play it for other people who go, man, I can feel that. That's, that's awesome. You know, there's a, there's a few songs that I have that, you know, I'll play and people will be like, wow, that, thank you for doing that. You know, so that, that's important. Oh, so people appreciate the songs and people even request the, the songs so much that they'll say, Hey, can you play that again? Yeah. I, I'd say probably the best story I have of that is, uh, you know, being a musician, I also, you know, I play a lot of bar gigs where you got to play a lot of cover songs and things like that. And not everybody wants to hear your original songs. They want to hear something they can drink and party to. But some places I've played, you know, I'll, I'll throw a couple originals in and I've had people be like, wow, I really love that song. And then I'd see them again and they'd request it. Uh, one time there was these two guys that really liked the music I played and asked where they could get it. And I told them. And uh, next time I saw them a couple months later, they knew the words to like three of my songs. After the after the show, they told me about how which song was their favorite and why it was important to them. And as the one guy was telling me about the song that was important to him, which is a song I wrote about a, a Vietnam vet I knew, you know, as he's telling me, you know, how much it means to him, he starts tearing up because he had somebody who uh, died in Vietnam, and it was just 
meant a lot to him. So that's when you could do that and help bring out some emotion, man, that's that's about as good as you can ask for, I think, you know. Yeah, that's uh, fantastic. So it's great that you could, you know, be motivated by those subjects and uh, you try to keep it open minded. Any subject uh, is kind of, uh, you know, open. Nothing's off limits. Uh, no, absolutely not. You know, it's, it's, it's spanned, you know, death. It's spanned, um, you know, drug addiction. It's spanned breaking up with people and starting a new life. It's spanned just being happy for a sunny day with, you know, the people you love. So it's all over the place. So, yeah, that's, that's great. So, I mean, there's, like you said, there's different emotions with songs. So you, you, is that, is that one thing when you are writing a song? Okay. I'm going to write a song about this particular subject. Now it's, it's more of a serious subject. I want to, you have more of a melancholy theme or you, you just kind of feel out the song that. I mean, I, I, there's kind of a cheat that a lot of musicians use is if you want to do something, uh, that's got some melancholy to it, you're probably going to write the song in a minor key. And if you want something more upbeat, you're going to probably write in a major key. So that's a really good, you know, starting point for me. Um, and honestly, probably a lot of my songs are in minor keys because they have a little more of a, a deeper meaning or one that I want people to, you know, really reflect on the, um, not negativity of it, but that it's, you know, a tough, a tough thing that the person went through that I'm writing about versus, Hey, what a great day it is today, you know? Oh, so the music. As far as the actual music, I mean, even sometimes the, the different chords and, like you said, major and minor, that could set the mood then. Without, without a doubt, it absolutely does. Uh, I think there was a line in Spinal Tap where they talked about, uh, I was the A minor or the D minor, but it was the saddest of all chords. And it's true. You know, if you want to write a sad song, you're, you're going to probably go to a minor key that, that spells that out for you. Oh, so I mean, do you do a lot of songs in minor keys though? I do, yeah. I, I get teased about it sometimes. They're like, John, can you play a happy song? So, you know, I wrote a couple happy ones so I can pull that out when, when someone says that. <laughs> okay, uh, John, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be back. My guest today is a great singer, songwriter, musician, performer, uh, jo John Mark uh, Hurt, who is one of the performers here at the uh, Sanford Music Festival in beautiful Sanford, Florida. You are listening to the Mike Cara Radio Show, uh, the Central Florida Buzz, and please stay with us for our next uh, segment of our program today. Hit a bar somewhere downtown. Brought along my six string to fiddle around. Many characters that grace the place. Forgot many names, but I knew their face. This one old boy used to work the crowd. Loved all the music and would shout out loud. Yeah, yeah. About a man till you talk to him and you shake his hand. We got talking about Chicago, the places he'd been, the folks he'd know. Seems old Anthony had found a friend who got him through the nam and back again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
back that I ain't done with it Those images will never let go You look in my eyes and you will know, yeah, yeah Yeah, Yeah, yeah. 
You may lose your way But my time has come I'm leaving out today Many loves I've had Some that I lost Mistakes were made my friend But I paid the cost Dusty roads and filthy bars Living life out of the backs of cars Keep one eye open, yeah
Well, welcome back to our next segment of this edition of the Mike Carroll Radio Show, the Central Florida Buzz. As today, we are here at the Sanford Music Festival in beautiful Sanford, Florida. And joining me uh, yet again is one of the performers, actually, from the Sanford Music Festival, a great singer, songwriter, musician, performer, uh, John Mark. Hurt and John, we've been talking about you know your music. Now we want to talk about some of these songs our audience has been listening to. And the uh, first song is called "Ballad of Anthony." Can you tell us about this and who's Anthony? All right, so uh, there was a uh, a dive bar I used to play back in uh, Atlanta, um, probably about I don't know about ten years ago, and it was great. I mean, it was packed. You know, people just love to drink and socialize and you know listen to music and uh you know it was very uh very down to earth you know um rootsy type people you know blue collar type bar it was great and uh there was just one guy who was a little bit older long hair skinny you know uh walk around like anybody playing music he'd be yelling and hollering and you know loving the music and probably drinking too much and probably smoking too many cigarettes and a lot of people thought he was a little bit annoying but one day I sat, you know, he told me, how oh, I love the music he played. And I sat down with him, we had a beer and we talked. And I come to find out that he was a, a Vietnam veteran, uh, had been through a lot of stuff, seen people die, um, you know, had to shoot people and, you know, had a hard life, you know, um, was a good, you know, uh, Christian guy. But, you know, you know, definitely struggled with some addiction, struggled with um, being part of his children's lives, just had a lot to him. So where most people just thought he was this annoying drunk guy in a bar, you know, I come to find out there's a lot about him. So I said, you know, man, you got a great, great story to your life. I'm going to write you a song. And uh, he's like, oh, okay, cool, man. So anyway, I went home and it just, again, it kind of poured out of me. And I wrote this song called Ballad of Anthony. Uh, it's in a major key, which yeah. is upbeat. But the story itself is kind of sad for the most part. So a little bit of a dichotomy there. Um, but I came back that next week and played it for him. You know, and people liked the song, and, uh, you know, he sat there in, in the audience with a tear in his eye. You know, and we sat and talked about it afterwards, and, you know, it meant a lot to him, you know, to put it down. He said, you know, I didn't think people really cared about me or what I'd been through. And you listened, and not only did you listen, but you put it down in a song that people will hear. I mean, he was amazed by it, and still one of my favorite songs to play. Okay, that uh, sounds great. And the next song... Here is Devil's Highway. Can you tell us about this? Yeah, so uh, my best friend, uh, uh, his name was Les, uh, growing up uh, in Atlanta. Just a great guy. I mean, salt of the earth, man. And, uh, you know, he was, in a, he was long divorced. He just kind of lived on his own with his dog. And uh, when he was about, I guess, about 60, he decided, you know, he'd made enough money. He didn't need to work anymore. Uh, he had a business that he sold. And he just and he loved playing cards, you know, for fun and gambling. Um, and he decided to buy a motorhome, sell his house, move to uh, South Florida, and uh, and you know you know try to be a professional poker player and just live that lifestyle. So for me, it was bittersweet. I'm glad he did what he wanted to do, but I knew as a friend I was going to miss him, you know, being there all the time. So Devil's Highway is about him, you know, doing that, taking up on the road and packing up into an RV and. And going and, and being a gambler. Uh, it's kind of like a modern day uh, cowboy story in a way, you know, and uh, that's that's what was behind that song. And the next one is Boxcar Redemption, then. 
So uh, there's a secret about this song that uh, I've been playing it for about five years, and uh, only two people have ever come up to me after a show and said, hey, part of those l lyrics, is that something that Charles Manson said in an interview? And, uh, and they're right, it is. I was watching a Charles Manson documentary, and there was a, a part where uh, he was being interviewed in prison, and he was saying all kinds of crazy stuff, but uh, the one thing he said is, uh, you know, they asked him, who do you think you are? And he, and he kind of made some faces and then said, I'm nobody. He said, you know, I'm a bum, you know, I'm a jug of wine, but I'm a, a straight razor if you get too close to me. And I was like, man, that is just unbelievable i mean he was a terrible guy right but yeah. like when he said that i'm like that is like if you want to i mean it, it put a chill in my soul so i said you know what i'm gonna write a song about redemption for someone who doesn't deserve redemption so i never bring his name up in the song it's just about a guy who's not probably led a good life's been you know thought of as the devil and that he's trying to do better but you know his past probably won't let him go and that's where that comes from oh so, uh, John, let's talk about, you know, some of the venues you play, including today. So you just performed that. Is, it was that your set for the day then? Or? That was it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 12 noon, bright and, bright and early. Oh, so you literally were the first guy I to kick I was the first this. guy. <laughs> kick it off, playing for the uh, everybody, putting everything together and setting up, which is just fine with me. Oh. And it was just me solo, my band. I still have my band back in Atlanta, and we play a lot of shows up there at uh, different bars and then down here there's a few beach, beach bars i live up in ormond beach so there's a few places that uh i play up there and then i also go to coco beach and play sometimes down there and then obviously sanford here at uh the wonderful west end trading company i've played a few times so you're actually in orbit uh so so that that, that that's great that we could speak to you t today because you're here you had to come here yeah. come here so but i mean do you do a lot of shows that at orbit beach on the beach or yeah there's a few bars that i play along the beach side uh that are great um again i also have gone down to coco beach and i still play a lot up in uh atlanta you know go back up there a couple times a month to play shows up there you know Sometimes it'll be a festival or a, a singer-songwriter event, and sometimes it's just your good old, you know, uh, dive bar gig where we get a full band out and just get get dirty and, you know, have some whiskey. As far as uh, covers versus uh, uh, originals, do you do a, a bladders or certain gigs that are only original or only covers? Yeah, some there are gigs that are only original gigs, and, you know, singer-songwriter gigs do occur, you know, quite frequently, like, Today was one, you know, I played all uh, all originals, but of most of the bar gigs, it's going to be a combination, and you're going to skew towards the cover songs. And, you know, if you're a professional musician who makes their living uh, doing this, you got to be able to play everything. You know, there's different bar gigs. I got friends that are in four different bands, and one's a pop band, one's a country band, one's a rock band. So you got to know the audience. Too many musicians say, well, I'm only going to play this type of music, and that's fine, but don't expect, you know, to be booked very often because you got to entertain the people, you know. Uh, the one thing I'm able to do is I've put together a list of about 100 songs that I really love playing and mean a lot to me and I'm not embarrassed to play and people like. So it usually works out pretty well. So do you feel that the Sanford Music Festival is kind of a celebration of original music or they kind of embrace all what anyone wants to play? Huh? I think they embrace all of it, but I'm, I think most people that come to music festivals, you know, there's uh, 
they're coming for the art, you know, right. whether it's, you know, the, you know, you got all kinds of artists out here, you know, making jewelry, you know, you know, crafting whatever it is they do. So the people that come, you know, to enjoy that and listen to the music, you know, they, they, they want to hear the original music. You know, I didn't say it today, but if I over the microphone said, Hey, you guys want to hear a, you know, a Tom Petty cover? Or you want to hear something I wrote? And 95% are going to say, play something you wrote because that's what they're here for, the art. So, I mean, is there a lot of venues you play that are strictly uh, originals only? or There are, um, particularly uh, in Atlanta, there's quite a few, uh, what I would call a listening room, oh, yeah. where, where people are coming because they do want to hear original music. And, you know, they're not, and a lot of it's, you know, acoustic driven. So, you know, it's going to be quiet. It's, you know, kind of that coffee house mentality, you know, where people want to be entertained, but it's not a, a rowdy bar gig. And both are good. I love them both. And it was, we were talking about, John, that it, it must be such a good feeling when somebody, you know, instead of shouting Freebird, Freebird, they're shouting Ballad of Anthony instead. It's, it's happened a couple times and that, and that's great. But you know, the, the Freebird comment, that's funny you bring that up. Anytime our band has gotten that call and we've gotten it a couple times, we're happy to play it. You put $50 in that bucket and we'll do the, a badass version of it for you. <laughs> but all nine minutes, at least. For <laughs> oh, we, we make them pay. We're going to do the full solo, and absolutely, you 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 asked for it, you got it. So, oh, so so I mean, as far as like a original music, I mean, do you find sometimes going in there's difficulties, or like I said, you know, it's it's music. People want music. They they know, but once they've heard your music, then they they know you. So it's a matter of just getting your your music out there. There is, and you know, also when you're playing a, you know, a bar gig and a, you know a cover gig, you, know, you throw a, you know, based on what people are responding to, you know, some will respond to, let's say, some Neil Young, some want Tom Petty, some will want some Pearl Jam, and you kind of feel what they want, and then you go, you know what, I got a song in that genre, and I'll throw it out there. And one of the better compliments I've received is, you know, after playing one of my songs, they go, Hey, who was that? And then I say, Well, that was me, and they're like, What? You wrote that? I'm like, yeah, I did. And they're like, wow, where can I get that? So that's awesome, you know, when that happens. So people will, like we say, request uh, particular uh, songs. I mean, is it songs that people request maybe a song that surprises you? Or you say, wow, people, I mean, I'm sure you have confidence in all your songs, but, you know, that you, you a song goes out better than you thought? or um. There have been times that, I mean, I, I'm usually pretty confident, like you said, on my songs that they're decent. Right. But, you know, just because they're a good song, it doesn't mean it's going to captivate somebody, you know. And there are a few songs that I have when I look out on a crowd, you know, people eating and drinking that they're listening, but they're also continuing their conversation. But there's other songs that I'll see that a lot of people will stop and listen because the words or the melody grab them. And uh, that, um, you know, Boxcar Redemption is one that, Almost any time I play that, and I'm not trying to be egotistical at all, no, but no. if I play that song, I mean, it's a very passionate song. I get into it. I generally see that people kind of stop and go, it cap it captures them, you know? So it's it's nice when you do that. Oh, yeah, that that's uh, great. But, I mean, now as far as the covers, when you do covers, is, is the key to try to find covers that fit your sound and you do it in your own style, the covers? Without a doubt. That's, that's right. You know, I have a deeper voice and, uh, there's songs that I'd love to do, but I can't. Right. It won't sound right. Uh, I'll struggle. And something that, uh, uh, Weezer, our Weezer frontman, uh, Rivers Cuomo said 
music should never be hard. It should never be difficult to play your guitar part. It should be never difficult to sing it. So if I, you know, try to learn a song and I go, you know, this is, I'm straining, then it's not for me. It's not in my wheelhouse and I got to move on. But yeah, there's, there's a lot of songs that absolutely fit my wheelhouse and I stay in them because it'll come out better. Oh, I mean, do you get certain cover requests or, I mean, people base covers on what they think you could do or what's it like your wheelhouse or? Absolutely. Um, you know, with the deeper voice, I get a lot of requests for Johnny Cash, yeah, yeah. Pearl Jam, uh, which is fine. You know, uh, you know, Merle Haggard, Waylon Jennings, you know, things like that. Uh, but then even, you know, you got, you know, groups like, um, you know, Tom Petty or, or Neil Young that I don't sing high like that at all, but I could put it into my own style and change it up a little bit. You know, I try not to bastardize the song, yeah. um, but I do, you know, kind of do it in my key and, and people dig that, you know? Yeah, I, I, I've noticed that people do enjoy, you know, songs, you know, in different keys. I know they'd enjoy it if you could actually hit the, the right of the notes. Right. That's for sure. You know, people don't, you know, I've seen places where they want it played exactly the way it is on the radio. Uh, yeah. And there's places that want you to put your own spin on it. Uh, and, you know, and, and honestly, I've turned down gigs at certain places that I knew the crowd was just not one I wanted to to play with, you know, that they were more. I, I told them, you know, save the money, put the jukebox on. They'll be fine. Oh, so, so yeah, you have, a, you know, a certain style. And a, you know, your passion comes from who you are. And, you know, it's, it's not worth necessarily to be something you, you, you're, you're not just to, to play that. That's right. That's right. And I've gotten requests for songs. That I just said, you know. I, I don't do that. It it won't sound right. Even yeah. if I can sing it, it's just, it's not what I do. And, you know, I don't think it represents me well. And, you know, for the one person that was drunk that wanted to hear it, the other 30 people that go, oh, why is he playing that song? So you got to be kind of careful. You want to take care of your guests, but also not uh not look silly doing it. So you mentioned, John, about the Johnny Cash. That's that's country, you know, like outlaw country. Is that what you kind of stick to? I mean, do you do like pop country or try to stick, like you said, the Johnny Cash way, like Jennings of that? Yeah, they're, yeah, pop country. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, even, you know, there's some modern guys that are good. Um, you know, Sturgill Simpson is fantastic. Uh, he, but he really represents to me a rebirth of like, you know, Willie Whalen, uh, you know, that, that type of crowd, Johnny Cash. So. I do. If I play country, it, it's for, it's from that genre for sure. Oh, okay. And you, so, you, so the covers are like I said in, in those particular genres. I mean, is it is, is you do like any Beatles songs or? I actually do. There's there are a couple. I I do come together. Oh, um, oh. I do uh, Norwegian Wood, oh, much you know, in a much deeper <laughs> yeah, voice. Yeah. But uh, because you know they're just they're great, great stories. You know, so. You know, Rolling Stones. I mean, yeah, I'll play some of that stuff um, that that kind of that fits the mood. Yeah. So uh, one of the things we have in Central Florida, and, and probably where you are at Orbit Beach, is craft breweries. You know, they have a lot of performers do what you do. Have you got into performing any of those craft breweries? Uh, not since I've been down here. I still have. I do that. Atlanta is a hotbed for craft breweries. Yeah, right? yeah. You know, we went from having like yeah, I don't know. 15 years ago, there was about three. Now there's about 30. Oh, and, wow. uh, and I have my favorites, but yeah, there's a, uh, Terrapin Brewery and Red Hair Brewery, um, uh, Jekyll Brewery. Yeah, I was the, there. Where, yeah, yeah. So those three places I, I played a lot up there. I, and that was always a good time because people are there to, 
enjoy themselves, have you know, they, you know, people who are into craft beer, most of them, they're, they're, they appreciate art because yeah. craft beer is an art and, you know, just goes in with music and painting and poetry and all that, I think. Also, yeah, it's, it's a good, good match at the, that's probably why so many craft breweries have the original solo acoustic because like you said, it's, it's gr- great art to go along with great beer. It is, you know, you're not blowing people out of there. You're just kind of, you know, what I've said sometimes is, you know, my goal was to add a soundtrack, you know, to your evening, you know, and, uh, and, and if you, and if you look at it that way, it usually works out pretty well. You get good audi- audience participation and, uh, maybe some of them buy your CD later. Or- or download it from iTunes. Okay, uh, John, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back for our last segment. My guest today is John Mark Hurt, who is a great singer, songwriter, musician, performer. You're listening to the Mike Kara Radio Show, the Central Florida Buzz, as today we're at the Sanford Music uh, Festival, and uh, John is one of the uh, performers. And uh, please stay with us for our very last segment of this edition of our program today. And I've been fearing Most of my life And I've been dreaming About what lies ahead Most times it's a nightmare Never want to go to bed Well, I'm trying Set it straight Lord, I'm trying Set it straight Well, I'm no one, nobody I'm a hobo and a tramp I'm a boxcar and a jug of wine Straight razor in, get to Rest of my years, but I'm trying. Set it straight, Lord. I'm trying. Set it straight. Well, I'm no one, nobody. I'm a hobo and a tramp. I'm a boxcar and a jug of wine a Straight razor if you get too close Well, I'm no one, 
ahead I'm a hobo and a tramp I'm a boxcar and a jug of wine Straight razor if you get too close If you get too Welcome back to our very last segment of this edition of the Mike Care Radio Show, the Central Florida Buzz. As today, we are at the Sanford Music Festival at, in Sanford, Florida. And my guest today is one of the performers for the Sanford uh, Music Festival, a great singer, songwriter, musician, performer, uh, Mr. J- J- John Mark Hurt. And John's pleasure, honor, you could join me today. And now I want to talk about, like I said, about social media, but... I, I want to talk about, you know, the internet and social media to begin with. So when you started performing, was, was there the, the internet? I mean, did you have to do more footwork? I mean, do you still go and do a lot of meeting people and actually talking to people or is it all on the computer or phones now? You know, 95% of it is on the computer now. It's, it's funny. I have a stack of, um, of posters from about 10 years ago, uh, that have our band name, and then there's a white part on the bottom where we could write, you know, where we were playing, what day, what time. And, you know, we used to have to go, you know, even 10 years ago, and, you know, put that up over town and, you know, put in the d- different locations we were playing. And now, I mean, you could still do that, but really everybody's getting their information, you know, off of, uh, you know, Facebook or Instagram uh, or the websites for the uh, for the venues. So, Really going and putting your posters all over is something you can still do, but it doesn't bang the buck like before. That was your only choice, really. So for you, you have a website then, or yeah. So uh, there's a great website, uh, Reverb Nation, that provides uh, free websites for artists. So uh, mine is uh, www.reverbnation.com uh, forward slash John Mark Hurt, all one word. So I have a lot of music on there and videos and pictures. And then, you know, if you want to buy music as well, I'm on all the, the normal uh, areas, you know, iTunes, Spotify, CD Baby. That's actually under John Hurt, uh, H-I-R-T. There's a funny story about that, though, is, uh, you know, when I did that years ago, there was another guy named John Hurt, and he, and he, uh, he does all Christian uh, original music. 
And man, I've tried to get us separated so many times, but if you pull up, uh, John Hurt, uh, on iTunes, you're going to get his albums and mine on the same page. So it's kind of funny seeing, uh, uh, you know, a Christian album right next to mine, which one of mine is named Devil's Highway. So it's, it's not about Satanism or anything, but still it's kind of funny to, to have that going on. Oh, so now as far as like where you're going to be performing, you post that on Reverb Nation or? Reverb Nation in Facebook, yeah. You can get it there. So you have a page on Facebook too yep. that. Yeah, John Mark Hurt. And then we also have, uh, my band is called Tin River. So there's also a uh, Facebook page for Tin River. So you'll see uh, when we're playing as a full band uh, anywhere. Oh, so you're pretty bit busy doing the, the, you know, like the solo acoustic. The, the, the bad, uh, the, that's like almost like two projects at once? Or? It is, but you know, I've kind of toned it down over the last few years. Uh, I've kind of been more selective, you know, play a, a couple times a month. I don't need to uh, play three, four times a week like in the old days. So try to keep it more uh, more casual. So there is the, the work like at Orbit Beach and along the, the coast there. If you wanted to play like a few times a week, you could then? There is. There's a... Uh, it's a real. It's really a hotbed for talented musicians because so many people from the Northeast, Midwest, you know, and then from Florida. There's so many talented people who congregate on that area. So any night you go out to any bar, you know, you're going to hear not just you know okay music. You're going to hear people that have been professional musicians their whole life and are just you know you're really getting a bang for your buck with the music in that stretch. Okay, and now as far as YouTube, do you have a channel? Do you have uh, any YouTube videos of what you do, either you or the band? We do, but it's all linked through that Reverb Nation page. Okay. Yeah, we don't we don't kind of manage a, a separate YouTube page. We just link everything into Reverb Nation, make it easy. So for you, uh, John, do you usually play the same songs that you do for solo acoustic and uh, for the, the band? And do you play them any di- differently when you, you do the, both of those? Uh, a lot of the songs are similar. <coughs> Excuse me. There's a few that, um, you know, are, are just for the acoustic set. And there's a few that are just for the electric, you know, full band set. Um, and when I play with the full band, that's where my guys really just, I let them go crazy. I mean, I got some guys that just, can play unbelievable, you know, instruments and and melodies and leads and things like that. So we try to keep it. A, it's it's. I wouldn't say we're a jam band, but you know, a song that's normally, you know, three and a half minutes. You know, maybe it'll be five or six for us because we kind of you know go into like longer solos and things like that and just keep the groove going. Oh, so the songs can be longer. So I mean, when, with your original songs, do you extend? That your your own songs in the band, or absolutely, you know, there's there's parts of the songs where, you know, we've had we have a, a fill area where we can put you know a nice you know lead whether it's electric guitar, a mandolin, a harmonica, and, uh, and you know just kind of go with how we're feeling that day, you know, and you, know, you look around at the guys next to you, you know, you know where they're going with it, and you don't even have to like look at each other really, you know when that solo was ending or you know, when it's about to begin, and uh, it just kind of flows seamlessly. Oh, so uh, ha- have you had a chance, uh, John? Well, you mentioned that you performed in, uh, you know, in Atlanta for several years, but, I mean, have you, when you go traveling or on vacation, do you try to hit up open mics? Do you try to perform in new places? Absolutely, and, you know, just really for the fun of it. It's always, 
I think the most enjoyable thing is, you know, meeting new people, hearing their music, and then playing music and having a mutual appreciation. That's so much fun. I mean, it's great to have all your regular friends and fans, but when you go to a new town and you know you can book a gig there, or play an open mic, and meet new people, it's it's fabulous. Oh, so you you try to do several open mics. I mean, do you do them at Orbit Beach or? Yeah, there's a few that I, I do up there. They're more open jams up there. Okay. So like I said, you have so many musicians, and if they made it just acoustic open mic, you'd lose a lot of people. I mean, you got, you know, I'll go to an open mic and there'll be seven drummers, four bass players, five lead guitar players, two you know you know brass players, <coughs> and uh, they all want to get up on stage and. You know, it's fun to make some magic with them. <coughs> wow. So so that that's great that you could uh, jam a lot like that. I mean, so, you know, when we're talking about the songwriting, do you ever collaborate or does did they ever have situations where people collaborate actually odd, odd songs together? Or? Yeah. Uh, with a couple guys in the band uh, in my in Tin River, um, their songs, you know, I'll put together a song and then I'll present it to them. And, you know, and they've given me feedback on or okay. said, hey, here's, you know, you want me to play lead guitar and here's what I think we should do. And uh, like I said, every time they've done it, I've been like, man, that's perfect. You know, they didn't change the song, but they had the right thing. Although one song I will say that uh, uh, that I that I do that I wrote um, a buddy of mine heard. And so that's great. But uh, you know what? I really think that uh, you need to do a transition uh, to some uh, uh, seventh uh, chords in there and i think it'll sound a little better i'm like really and we did i'm like man you're right it is better so i had to give him you know co-writing credit on that one yeah it is interesting john how you know changing chords changing notes can really make the difference that people sometimes are thinking well this song just doesn't sound right the words might not be right the feeling but then it's just a matter of the technical aspect it is it is there's you know you know everybody says you know they need a hook you know you need something that grabs you and sometimes you know, there's there's only so many chord progressions that make sense that sound right, and a lot of songs will sound the same. If you can add a little something to it that just changes it up a little bit or, uh, you know, gives a little bit of a different emotion, that might be the hook that grabs somebody. Okay. Well, okay, uh, John, we really do appreciate your time. And yeah, before we go, if somebody's interested in booking you, you know, they they really like the music and like to have you for your uh, their event. Are you uh, available booking for still have openings for this fall? Or absolutely, yeah, I would love to love to hear from them. They can contact me on the Reverb Nation site, and uh, I'll respond. Okay, uh, John, any final thoughts or anything? Oh, yeah, I, about playing here. I don't know. Did we mention th if this was your first year playing here? Or? It's my first year doing this festival. Um, I've played a couple others. There's an Ormond Beach Festival I've done. And then there's uh, something they call uh, Second Saturdays in Sanford, which they do here at West End. And I played that a couple times as well. Okay, uh, John, any final thoughts or anything else you'd like to mention here? Yeah, just go listen to, you know, local live music. I mean, these people are out there putting their hearts and souls out for you. And I think if, you know, you go out there, you'll find that there's some really great music in the Central Florida area that you might not, you know, be aware of that's better than the stuff that's on the radio. Okay, okay. and if you could give your website or how people could get a hold of you one final time, please. Sure. Uh, it's uh, www.reverbnation.com backslash. Uh, John Mark Hurt, 
H-I-R-T. Okay, thanks, John. I guess it's been John Mark uh, Hurt, and you've been listening to the Mike Carroll Radio Show, the Central Florida Buzz here at the Sanford uh, Music Festival in Sanford, uh, Florida. And please uh, catch us again next time. You've been listening to the Central Florida Buzz with Mike Cara, the podcast for Central Floridians who want to be in the know what's happening in Orange Lake, Osceola, and Seminole Counties. Sponsored by the Central Florida Home Brewers, the premier craft and home brew club. Learn to brew beer, kombucha, mead, and make wine by visiting www.cfhb.org. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you back here next week.